just strum that keyboard for just a moment or two longer. Praise God. That song reminded me of a verse, a passage of Scripture in the book of Isaiah. The year King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord. Isn't that something? Some things have to die before you have proper perception of God. And when he saw the Lord, he was high and lifted up. And he also apparently got a glimpse of his holiness. He saw the angels, I believe it was the seraphims. And the result of looking into that light and that purity and that moral excellence and that holiness of God, he was then able to see himself as he, as he really was. And he says, I'm undone. I'm a man of unclean lips. You see, you need to see him if you're going to understand who you really are. You don't look through the lens of the world to find out who you are. You look through the lens of God, the lens of the light of God, the truth, the word of God. And only through that lens will you and I get a clear perception of who we are in the eyes of God. Are you glad to be here tonight? I'm so glad to be here tonight. Praise God. This is the place to be. Whether you agree or not, this is the place to be. You can be seated for just a little while. We're not going to read a text, but I uh, just want to make a few comments before we begin uh, communicating the message for tonight. And it is this, that... Uh, Pastor has been speaking about unity and about togetherness, all things together. And we're not just hearing it here, but we're hearing it from other places. And I believe that before the coming of the Lord, there will be a great gathering. And God will gather the members, the pieces, the remnant that remain. And He will call man, He will call his church to himself. And I believe that is why our pastor has been speaking these things because it is the will of God, the plan of God, the desire of God for the church to come together. Amen. For all of the members of the body to come together in the same doctrine and in the same direction. Now, there will be diversity. There's diversity of administrations and gifts. We don't all do the same thing. But we are supposed to move in the same direction, having the same faith and the same God, following one shepherd, the voice of God. And I find out that if you and I follow the Lord, His Spirit and His Word, that we will be together. Those who are contending for their own way, their own direction, 
and they're resisting unity, harmony, and togetherness in the body of Christ are not following the Lord or His Word. They're following their own will. But God's going to have a church with or without some people. And He is going to build it, as He said, and the gates of hell will not prevail against the church that God is building. Now, some people are resisting the hand of God, and they will not allow Him to build them. But the church that God is building, His church, is going to stand. So we know that it's not, the problem is not going to be the gates of hell. The problem is going to be a kingdom that is divided against itself. The devil will not be the church's problem. It will be one another in our relationships with one another. If we're divided, then we'll be destroyed. If we're unified, then we will be with him and we will overcome all things as he did. Praise God. All right. Let's put a pin in that for later. Someone say, we'll deal with that later. <laughs> Praise God. Can we lift our hands and say, Lord, I'm thankful to be here tonight. I'm thankful for your people. I'm thankful for your presence. I'm thankful that you love me. Oh, hallelujah, and you allow me to feel your presence one more time. Come on, if you're really glad about it, why don't you just thank him? Give him praise because, amen, he is good. Praise be to the Lord our God. We live in a real world. There are real problems, real challenges. There are real devils. Would you lift your hand and say, I got some real problems right now. <laughs> Maybe big or small in comparison to others, but they're real to you. But in this real world with real problems, real challenges, people, it seems, have a hard time being real. Are you following me? People have a hard time being candid, being sincere, being transparent. We live in a generation of reality shows. Everybody's coming up with their own new reality show. There's reality shows about everything. I haven't seen them all, but I've been around long enough to know there's a lot of reality shows, hunting and fishing and outdoors and Tree hugging, I mean, you name it, it's out there. Everybody has or wants or is watching some kind of reality show and it becomes like a soap opera. But I've detected something, even with the reality shows, because they know they're on camera. They're still afraid to be real, completely candid, honest, vulnerable real. I think we should ask the question, what, what is it that prevents people from being real? Is it insecurity? Is it shame? 
Is it because they're not happy with themselves? Is it because of guilt? Is it because of pride? A lot of it comes from pride. Are people afraid to be real because of fear? Perhaps the fear of rejection, the fear of disappointing someone. Is it because they do not trust people? Because of hurts and things that have happened to them and they're afraid to be real. My observation is we live in a world full of superficiality, artificiality. Many wear a mask of some sort. People are good at putting on a front. They have their facades, their pretenses. There's hypocrisy and dissimulation in our world today. Many, I would dare say, live life like it's a big masquerade party. But in reality, they're in bondage. They're hiding the real them. Many are unhappy with themselves. They're unhappy with the world. They're unhappy with the government. They're unhappy with their church. They're unhappy with a lot of things and a lot of other people. They're unhappy with their job, perhaps. But happiness, if I might just inform you, is based on happenings. But joy that we can have is not based on what is happening. It's based on who He is in your life. Someone say joy. I can have joy even when my flesh is unhappy. Praise God. That's real. Joy is real. Praise God. But I do see that there are a lot of unhappy and unhealthy people in this world living behind some kind of mask, carrying some kind of secret, and it afflicts their soul from day to day. Maybe they're unhappy with their circumstances or with themselves. But it seems like even when they're unhappy, they don't want other people to know that they're really unhappy. So we put on our mask. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. Blessed, highly favored of the Lord. <laughs> even when we're laughing, we're crying on the inside sometimes. You ever been there? Oh, yes. Afraid of being real, of being vulnerable, of letting people know how we really feel and what we really think. We are afraid, aren't we? We do get afraid. David said, when I am afraid. He didn't say if, he said when. Many are afraid to allow their true feelings thoughts, ideas to be revealed. 
they're afraid to show them, to share them with others, especially in the company of certain people who appear to be perfect and super and awesome. We're afraid to be weak. We're afraid to reveal our hurts and our wounds and even our scars. My, my. But Jesus, I noticed in Scripture, even though he was Emmanuel, God with us, he was very much human. Would you say that with me? Say, Jesus, God with us, was human. He was the incarnation of deity. And I am impressed with Jesus, not his deity alone, but his humanity, because I can relate to his humanity. I can't relate to omnipresence, omnipotence, omniscience. I can't relate to being infinite and immutable and transcendent. I can't relate to being sovereign. I can't relate to that, but I can relate to the humanity of Jesus Christ. And Jesus amazingly was not afraid to be real with the people in his world. He wasn't in their world, they were in his world. <laughs> and he wasn't afraid to be real. It was recorded. Someone heard Jesus say this. And they recorded it. My soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even unto death. You ever asked a brother or sister in the Lord, hey, I've had you on my mind. I've been praying for you. How you doing? And you had them say, man, I'm doing great. But Jesus was real. When he was angry, you knew it. When he was disappointed, they knew it. He said, I needed you guys to be here with me. I've only asked an hour of your time. Couldn't you watch? Couldn't you just watch and pray with me for one hour? He was just being real. Amazing. Jesus was real. And he said, I am sorrowful. I'm overwhelmed to the point of death. He wasn't afraid to be vulnerable, to be weak. When he was hungry, he said, I'm hungry. When he was thirsty, he said, I thirst. He even let them see him cry. A grown man, the God of creation in humanity, cried. He let them see him weep. How long has it been, man, since you have been so vulnerable and weak and unafraid that you did not care who saw you cry? I remember as 
a child hearing the words, don't cry, you're not a baby. But crying is for human beings, it's for people. People who don't cry are not being real with themselves or with God. And therefore, they're not going to get the help that they need from Him. Jesus was not afraid to cry. I don't think it was just a tear that rolled down the cheek of this Messiah. I think He wept and He grieved and the writer said he groaned in the spirit. He had emotions and he wasn't afraid to express them. The Bible says he's a man of sorrows acquainted with grief and he wasn't afraid to express himself, his emotions. Amazing. About a man who was so mighty and so powerful and could walk upon the seas and raise the dead, wept and felt pain and anguish and sorrow and grief as if he were depressed. He was real with his humanity. He embraced his humanity. David said in Psalm 6, Verse 2, have mercy upon me, O Lord. And he confessed, for I am weak. O Lord, heal me, for my bones are vexed. When's the last time you were that honest with God and you said, I'm weak, I'm struggling, I'm frustrated, I'm mad, I'm angry, I'm confused. How real are we before God? How transparent, how naked, how vulnerable are we before God? And how honest are we before each other? Paul said, Romans 7, he confessed this. Aren't we glad this is in the Bible? For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, dwells no good thing. For to will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good I find not. He was saying, I struggle with my humanity. For the good that I would do, I don't. And the evil which I don't want to do, he said, I end up doing it. And then he concluded in verse 24, and he said, Oh, wretched, wretched man that I am. Who shall deliver me from the body of this death? Paul was being real. He was being real with himself. He was being real with God. And he was being real with the family of God. And he wasn't afraid to be vulnerable. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, we need to be real with ourselves and with each other and with God if we're going to have unity, togetherness with Him and with each other. Some people are carrying things from their childhood. They're carrying old wounds that have never been healed. 
and they surface. And we see the symptoms and the signs. And some people even now are in denial. And they just praise God a little bit louder, but they never deal with the old wound. They never deal with the real root problem that is expressed and demonstrated and revealed in their attitude, in their spirit. Many of us remain afflicted and distressed because we're carrying heavy burdens and pains and offenses and secrets and we struggle with difficult situations with seemingly no answer. And God is saying, it's time to get real. It's time to pull the covers off of your spirit, your heart, your hurt, your frustration, the thing that causes you anxiety, the thing that causes you to lose your cool. It's time to uncover. It's time to get real. Because of the truth, Truth of the matter is this. We will not receive real help from a real God unless we get real with Him and real with each other. Would you say amen? You're not going to receive the help that God knows you need unless you make up your mind, I'm going to be real. I've been holding an ought all of these years. And when I hear their name and when I see their face, the, those emotions rise. It's more than a scar. No, no, it's an unhealed wound. And some people have behavioral problems, even today. Certain things just really just bother them because they haven't gotten real with the great physician. Because when you're real with him, he is going to really heal you and really help you. And he's going to medicate you and he's going to restore you. And he's going to do everything necessary to bring you to where he desires you to be in him. My God. My God. We have to be real with God. You ever been real with God? Say, God. You could have stopped this, but you didn't. You could have prevented it, but you didn't. Why did this happen? You ever been mad at your dad, your mom? Sure. I want to tell you something. God can handle it. God can handle your hurt, your anger, your frustration, your disappointment, he knows. No, you don't, listen, you're not disrupting God. <laughs> he wants you to be real. He wants you to unload. Why not unload on him? <laughs> yes, he can handle it. If I unload on Brother Morgan, this man has limits. We all have limits. I can't handle all your stuff. You, you can't handle all mine. But God can handle all of ours combined. 
and still not be stressed out. And still be able to give everyone the right prescription for their situation. Amazing what God can do in a moment when we can just get real with Him. I remember some time ago, I had a, I've got mentors, I've had some mentors in my life. My, my pastor, no one replaces my pastor, but pastor knows my mentors. And they have been God-ordained, God-sent. And, uh, and my advice to preachers is if you're serving under a man of God, a pastor, and he doesn't know the people that are speaking into your life, <laughs> you're probably going to be misled. And you're probably going to be confused. And uh, you could find yourself getting into a lot of trouble. That's why when I ask, I ask my kids, who, who speaks into your life? You say so-and-so, so, well, who is this so-and-so? I want to know. Why hide? Just be real. It's so-and-so. Let me judge. Hello? I'm not saying place, you know, a sentence. I'm talking about, okay, this is good. They're safe. Some people aren't safe for us. Some people we want to hear because of their gift, but they're not God sent. We just pick them out. Because they're special, they're gifted. Well, I'm not dealing with that tonight, so <laughs> just trying to be transparent here. I had, I, I, <laughs> I remember a pastor, now I'm sure Pastor Kyle does not mind me uh, saying this, and, and I'm saying this for a reason because it helped me. Pastor told the man of God, he says, listen, next time you got something for one of my ministers and it's a serious situation, you better let me know. Somebody say unity. We got to be real with each other. Say, well, I say this over here, but don't let Pat know. Be real with each other. Huh? If it's from God, let's judge it. If it's from God, let's judge it. Let's see whether or not it's from the Lord. Isn't that Bible? we got to be real with each other. But I, I remember there was this time that, you know, one of my mentors was calling and calling and calling and calling. One of my elders, you know him. Uh, he's a, he's a, a dear elder, a gifted man, and uh, he's been working with me for a number of years. And uh, he prays, and his wife pray, intercede, and he'll say, hey, how you doing? How are you feeling? And he'll just ask some point blank, point blank questions. And and uh, he was calling and texting, and I'm like, I don't want to say. I'm afraid to disappoint him. And I remember feeling so afraid. I'm like, Ugh. I don't want to tell him what's really happening, what I'm really feeling. I don't want to tell him that because I, I feel that maybe he'll be disappointed in me or maybe he will leave me. And not be my mentor anymore. But I made up my mind. I said, you know what? He's either going to love me or leave me. And I was talking about my mentor. And I said, all right, this is the situation. This is what I'm going through. This is what I'm facing. This is what I'm feeling. This is where I'm at. 
He said, I, I said, I wasn't avoiding your calls. I just didn't want to tell you because I was afraid that you would be disappointed in me. And he told me, he said, he said, son, I, I love you. No matter what you go through or you face, I love you. I'm for you. And I'm going to continue doing that, loving you, praying for you, and being a help to you. God put me in your life for a reason. And oh, what a relief it was. It was hard to do that because I, 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 was, I was afraid of the worst. It would not help me anymore. But he helped me even more. And that taught me something very, very important. If we could just go to God and be honest and just let it all out, I'm telling you, you'll receive some help from God that you didn't know you could receive. Come on, would you lift your hands with me and just be honest and say, God, I, 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 need, I need some help here. I need some help. Going through things, feeling things, upset, disappointed, discontent, people struggling with discontent. People don't know how to handle discontent. I do because God taught me. You want to know how to handle discontent? If you haven't talked to the Lord about your discontentment and he hasn't given you an answer, come see me. I'll share with you what God has taught me. And we can confess our faults one to another and pray one for another and we can bo both be healed. Now if, God, if, if I know God taught it, it's right. And it'll help some people. Praise God. Be real. If you'll be real with your brother and sister, confess your faults one to another, you'll get a real prayer and some real help will come through the body of Christ. Oh, yeah. Praise God. But I'm glad that I shared and was vulnerable and was honest. And I believe that we need to be reminded of this, that we need to be real with ourselves. Some people are in denial. You ever met anybody that was in denial? Anybody? You, do you understand what that means? There are people that are in denial. Some people are, I don't know, maybe they're schizophrenic. Maybe they have some kind of bipolar uh, disorder. Or some other kind of personality disorder. And I'm not, there's nothing, I'm not saying there's anything wrong. I'm just simply saying there are a lot of people with problems, real problems, but they're in denial of it, or their children have problems. And, and, and I know someone that, you know, their, their child has this issue. But for years they were in denial, and because they were in denial, they never received the help that they needed for their child, and their child grew worse. They wouldn't be real and get some help. Oh, God, help me. To be real with myself. To be real with you in prayer. To be real with my brother. Oh, mercy. In the Lord. I remember people coming up to me and saying, man, how you doing? I said, man, I'm struggling. I feel like I'm about to lose my mind. And I'm not here to pour out my problems and my weakness and my pain. I'm, I'm simply here to paint a picture to help you to understand that it's all right to be real. I'm not saying go crazy. <laughs> we do have to exercise some discretion and some restraint, but God wants us to get real. 
there was a man that came to the Lord. His son was possessed with the devil. And the man came to the Lord. And the Lord said, do you believe that I'm able to do this? And the man said, oh, yes. I believe that you're able to do this. But then he confessed. He was real. He said, but help my unbelief. I'm having a hard time. You ever been in church and the man, man of God says, do you believe this and this and this? And you're like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I believe it. Yeah, baby, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel super. Are you healed? Oh, yes, yes. And you're still limping, you know, by faith. <laughs> Just be real. People say, well, I'm not claiming it. It's not about what you claim. It's about confessing the reality of your condition. If you never confess I got a problem, that problem will never be healed. And you go through life in denial. Is that okay? Is everybody happy? Praise the Lord. If you're happier than me, clap your hands. <laughs> if the person beside you is happy and you know it, clap your hands. I'm not sure if they're happy. <laughs> Give them some money. Maybe they'll cheer up. <laughs> Praise God. You know, I've got a Worthy's up here. That'll make somebody happy. Seriously. I've come to, to the conclusion, Brother John, that we can never develop and mature and be strengthened and be helped and be healed unless we give the real us to God. The superficial, artificial, religious you, the masquerade you. No, 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 no. no. It's got to be the real you. If you're going to be really developed and healed and strengthened and matured, delivered, developed, you've got to give the real you to God. Hallelujah. Stop wasting time with all the masquerade balls and parties and appearing to be Super. <laughs> oh, my, my, my. Anybody super in here? Jesus is the only super one I know. None of us are super. When, when you and I go to the doctor and the clinic, the emergency room, that's kind of costly. We go there because we're in pain. We're desperate. But we don't go there. And he asked us, or she asked us, so what's wrong? What's the problem? What's going on? If we have a sore throat, we don't tell him, it's, it's my toe. It's, it's my toe. No, no. We give him answers. We say, this is what's wrong. This is where I hurt. I can't breathe. I have an ache here, a pain there. Or you uncover the wound and you say, I was shot, I was stabbed, or someone hooked me with a bass lure who didn't know how to fish. <laughs> That's pretty obvious what's wrong with you. <laughs> but sometimes we're just in pain and we don't know why. But we need to go to somebody and be real and say, man, this is, this is it. 
But I don't know what's going on. I don't know why. I'm confused about it. I don't know where it's coming from. I don't know why I feel this way. Well, maybe you need a physical. <laughs> maybe you need some vitamins. Or maybe you just need some counseling. Because it's a spiritual problem. But if you never get real, you'll never get the help that you need. Am I right? You got to get real. You got to be honest. That's how you're going to get the help that you need. My Lord. God. Paul found something out. He found out that if he gave his weakness, his frustration, his anxiety to the Lord, his weakness to the Lord. You see, you're not strengthened just because you're weak. There's a lot of people who are weak who never find the strength of Christ because they don't know what to do with their weakness. They hide it instead of cast it. You see, this, the key to receiving the strength of Christ and the grace of God is what you do with your weakness, your reality, your condition, your feelings, your emotions. It's what you do with them. We've got to be real. And we've got to give that to the Lord. The Bible says, casting our care upon Him because He cares for us. And if we cast our care, we're going to receive his care. Do you understand me? If you will cast your care, your frustration, your pain, you will, receive, you will release God's hand to work and to do something in your life that he would not do otherwise. Some people are battling right now because they haven't been real with God. They're holding on to it. And they're not getting the help that they need. They're delaying their own healing, the deliverance, the development that they need. As we stand together tonight in closing. And I say again, I reiterate. That the reality is we will never be able to receive and to utilize the strength and the grace of Jesus Christ until we bring him our Reality, our real self, our real problem, our real weakness, our real struggle, our real frustration. Bring it to him. I'm telling you, God will reveal, not only will he heal you and help you, but he will reveal things to you about himself that you don't know. And when he reveals things to you and you, you see him more clearly, you will see and understand you a little better. Praise God. We need to be delivered. I need to be delivered from self-deception, pride, dissimulation, denial, and to get real. To get real with myself. Stop saying you don't have a problem. Stop saying that doesn't bother you. It does. They do get on your nerves. Don't let it harbor and become resentment and bitterness. Look, <laughs> that's not the will of God. 
This is, this is the year of coming together. Who's bringing us together? God. God's bringing us together. This is not man's idea. This is God's idea. He's communicating it through our pastor, through leadership. Amen. Hear what the Spirit is saying. This is one of the keys that's going to help us come to a greater level of unity and togetherness is when we're able to be real. When we're just able to be real. And listen, can I say this in closing? As the keyboard strums, I would, if I had a harp, I'd play it right now. I'm not sure how long you'd stay to carry. But listen, I've learned, Sister Carmona, that the people that don't even go to church, they don't even know God, they don't have the Holy Ghost, that I can be real before them. And they realize, wow, even though he's a minister, a preacher, he's anointed, gifts of the Spirit, you can touch him. He's relatable. He has road rage too. People get on his nerves. I'm like, really? Yes. Be real. People will trust you on your job that don't even go to church yet. They will trust you more with their pain if you can be real to them about your pain. Going to church doesn't take all your pain away. Going to church doesn't make you perfect. No. No. It just points you to the solution. It points you to the one. It gives you direct access to the one that can give grace that is sufficient for your unpleasant, unfavorable reality called the real you. The problem is us. I need God, Brother Jay. Look at this man. Look at this man. Oh, would you look at Brother Jay? Look at the smile. This guy, does, he doesn't have any problems. Just look. Look at that. Look at that. He don't have no problems. Huh? That's the game face, right? We have our stage appearance. We have our suit. And sometimes we're afraid to say, I'm hurting. I'm depressed. I think I need medication. <laughs> I had someone ask me the other day, are you on medication? I said, I should be. <laughs> oh. Honesty is going to help our relationship with God and with each other. How so-and-so do it? Oh, man. I had a sister, I had a mama, thank you, mama, for thank you for being stern with me. Mama said, No, I want to know how, how it's really hurting. I said, Fine. Thank you for provoking me. <laughs> Not to wrath, but to be honest. Sometimes we need someone to provoke us to be honest. Bro, how's it really going? 
We need to ask each other those hard questions, those uncomfortable. Don't, not to embarrass, but just to provoke honesty. Because sometimes we got something inside and we just need to get it out. Does that make sense? I'm learning that if we don't get real, we'll never get right. And God wants us right. The key to getting right is getting real. We got to be right with each other and right with Him. And that will not happen until we're real first. For God resisteth the proud, but He giveth grace to the humble. I see pride like a hard shell, a barrier that resists God and His provision. Oh, no. You ever met anybody that you knew they were broke, they didn't have a job, but you tried to offer them something and they're like, no. Are you guys hearing me? Hey, let, let, why don't you take this Publix gift card? You know they don't have a job. They're not working. they just been laid off. They, they have some kind of health issue. And they're not able to work, and you, and you offer to bless them, and they're like, no, no, I'm fine. No, you're not. You're not fine. You're lying. I was going to give you a million dollars, but since you said you're all right. From now on, Brother Merritt, like, thank you. You want to bless me? Thank you. Thank you. Be real. I didn't have the money to do it, but I do now. Thank you. Be real. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, because he careth for you. My God. The seed of truth. I wish you, I wish you, could, you could record this in your memory bank. The seed of truth can only flourish in honest ground, good, honest soil. Understand what I'm saying. Read your Bible. The seed of truth, which is able to develop, grow, lead you, direct you, teach you, order your steps. So that you and I become more like him. The seed of truth can only flourish where the ground is honest. 2 Corinthians 8.21, provide for, providing for honest things, not only in the sight of the Lord, but in the sight of all men. Now I pray to God that you do no evil, not that we should appear approved. Appear. You know, we, we, we have this appearance. We like to protect our image, right? He said, not that we should appear approved, but that you should do that which is honest, though we be as repro reprobates. Just be honest. Don't be afraid to be weak. Stop lying to yourself. Stop bowing to fear. Stop masquerading the angelic super anointed. No problem, no worry, religious facade. Stop with all the spiritual illusions and be real.
get honest with God. Because if we are never honest with God, real with God, in closing, we will never become the person God wants us and intends for us and desires for us to be. Can we call on him for just a moment? Hallelujah. Be honest with yourself. Be honest with God. Praise God. You're not the only one that struggles. You're not the only one that has fears. You're not the only one that's upset. You're not the only one that has weakness. I wonder if we could sing this song. I need you, Savior, daily bread. I need the oil. I need you. song as we reach out to the Lord. I need thee, oh, I need thee, every hour, I need thee, hallelujah, oh, Some of us need to confess right now, God, I'm tired of the routine. I'm tired of being mechanical. I'm tired of just coming to the church. Oh, I need real help. I need real help. I need real deliverance. I need some internal help. I need help. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Every hour, every hour, every hour. Oh, my. Hallelujah. I need thee. 